This is Cosmere Considered, a show about the deeper meanings, messages, and intricacies within Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. Today, we are talking about the importance of letting yourself die. I want to add a trigger warning here because of what I just said. I want to make sure everyone listening knows I'm not speaking about a physical death. I'm speaking about the death of our past selves. The people who we were, the people who we dreamed we'd become, and the people we unfortunately had to become. Spoilers for Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive, books one through four. What's so important to the Stormlight Archive books is character development. Uh, You can look back at the creator of the high fantasy genre, J.R.R. Tolkien, and see how he created in a beautiful, intricate world with fairly flat and boring characters. I'm not saying anything bad about Tolkien. I love all of his works and Peter Jackson's movies are my favorite. But he didn't need to add the character depth because no one had added the intricacies to fantasy before. We have now had many years of growing fantasy books and movies and TV shows, and we need more depth. And so the character depth of Stormlight is its driving force. What's interesting to me about Rhythm of War is it is more about the characters dying their own deaths than it is about anything else. I did not expect to read a fantasy novel that felt more like a therapy session in long-form epic poetry than it did a book of war. But that's what it ended up being. In this episode, we will talk about four main characters who go through incredible growth and how their growth can affect your life and how it should affect your life. First, we're going to talk about Dalinar Kolin, King of Urethiru and Bondsmith to the Stormfather. Most of Dalinar's transformation actually takes place in the first three books with our understanding of who he was being gleaned from the flashbacks in Oathbringer. That book was powerful. But what I love about Rhythm of War is the catharsis that takes place in Dalinar, where he realizes and takes steps actively to become a different person. And that's what we're talking about today, is dying to one's self. So what's interesting is originally Dalinar was this brutal warrior and warlord, and he becomes the high prince, he becomes the king, and he becomes the politician, then the radiant, and now, now he sees himself as a religious figure and leader of the free world. What's interesting is this change that takes place in Rhythm of War that we get to see in some of his thoughts and conversations with uh, the Mink and Yasna and Navani is that he recognizes who he was isn't who the world needs anymore. And that's important, and it should be important to you. Next, let's talk about Dalinar's wife. Spoilers, the bondsmith 
of the sibling, the soul of your Thiru, Navani Kolin, engineer, queen, genius. What I love about Navani's story in this book is it's fully encapsulated. We get to see her travel from who she was married to the abusive Gavilar all the way to who she becomes as queen of the most powerful kingdom on this planet. We see her go through dealing with imposter syndrome and finally believing in herself. And she's only able to do this when she shrugs off who she was as the queen, who she was as the mother, the politician, and all the people she was forced to be and sometimes chose to be to her own detriment for the sake of others. And at the end of this book, she becomes the woman the world needs and the woman, more importantly, that she wants needs, and was made to be. Navani Kolin's story arc in Rhythm of War is beautiful. She grieves the loss of who she was even as she tries to grieve the loss of her son, and she is able to move forward into a greater understanding of herself and her place in the world. And it is beautiful. Next, I want to talk about Kaladin. I don't want to get into too much detail since we just did an episode on him, but I want to make sure you understand what he goes through in every book and how he is becoming more and more the most well-written and interesting fantasy character. At this point, I'm just going to assume you know what I'm talking about. When I talk about how Kaladin went from being the surgeon to the soldier, slave, then captain, and high marshal. And his transformation from person to person, he actually marks with talking about the death of each of those versions of himself throughout the books. Now, I think this is deliberate storytelling on Sanderson's part because he wants us to understand that to Kaladin, those people who he was have actually died. And we're supposed to understand this more during Liren and Hasina's conversation in Hasina's interlude when he talks about how Kaladin is dead and he didn't understand that, but he thinks maybe he finally does. The boy who he had been is no longer and has in fact grown into someone else entirely. In chapter 102, High Storm Coming, just before his penultimate showdown with the pursuer, as Kaladin is descending the stairs towards his death, his thoughts circle this idea. He couldn't help thinking that this was it. The last time he'd wear the uniform. His final act as a member of Bridge Four. One way or another, he had to move on from the life he'd been clinging to and the simple squad of soldiers who had warmed the heart of that life. All these people believed in a version of him that had already died. High Marshal Stormblessed. Like Cal, the innocent youth, squad leader Kaladin, the soldier in Amaram's army, and Kaladin the slave, High Marshal Stormblessed had passed. Kaladin had become someone new, someone who could not measure up to the legend. Now, we know from the way the story is written, that there's a specific moment when Kaladin is finally able to swear his fourth ideal, that moment of forgiveness 
and the ability to let go that he experiences in the midst of that high storm. That being said, this moment, this conversation in his head, just before being reunited with Syl, is the linchpin that leads him to making that ideal. You see, Kaladin understands that who he was has passed and who that person was was important but is no longer necessary and is no longer able to cope. I'll get more into how this affects our lives once I talk about Shalon, but I want to say real quick, Kaladin knows, as, as I have learned, that you cannot make forward motion when clinging on to who you were, who you dreamed you could be, and who you were forced to be. Kaladin understands that you have to take the next step. He has just had trouble in putting his foot down because of the fear and trauma he has lived through. And how could I talk about mental health and learning how to change who you are without talking about Shalon Devar? You may not know much about dissociative identity disorder, what people often refer to as multiple personality disorder, but the way it is triggered and the way we know psychologically how it works is someone builds themselves a personality that can deal with the trauma, anxiety, and terror of their life. We see Shalon do this when she creates Veil. We see Shalon do this when she creates Radiant. And what we discover in Rhythm of War is that the Shalon we know is another identity. And that formless is the real Shalon. What I love about the catharsis that happens between Shalon, Vale, Radiant, and the leader of the Sons of Honor, Kalak, the Herald, is that Shalon actually takes the step of letting Vale die and thanking her. Now, this is something my therapist said to me. She said, to get over your trauma of who you were when that pain happened and who you had to become to deal with that pain, you have to acknowledge that the trauma happened and you have to acknowledge that who you were was useful and that you don't need them anymore. In order to get over a traumatic experience, you have to be able to accept that the bad thing happened and you have to do what Shalon does. Say thank you for being my veil and protecting me. I'm stronger now, and I am surrounded by friends, and I am in a safe place. I don't need you anymore. I am enough. This is a beautiful moment, and I think a lot of people skip over it because it's not this big, majestic transformation like Dalinar's, or like what happens during Adolin's trial. It is quiet, and it happens when she is alone in a room with herself, talking and figuring out exactly who she is. And this is what it can be like to finally look at who you had to become, what attitudes you had to adopt to survive in your abusive relationship or your unsafe home, 
you have to say, thank you so much, young self, for protecting me. It means so much that you worked so hard to get us to where we are now. Thank you. But now I can be someone different. It is a beautiful, very real mental health practice to let your defenses down and let your defensive self go when you have reached a place of safety. I had just finished recording when I realized I hadn't touched on the person who I think is growing to be one of my favorite characters in the Stormlight Archive, probably my second favorite, and that's Venli. What's interesting is because of the awkwardness of Venli's backstory combined with Eshenai's in this book, it's easy to skip past it. And on my reread, I skipped her past chapters and now I'm realizing I need to give them another go because she goes through an incredible transformation. She is brave enough by the end of Rhythm of War to admit that she was wrong. She's brave enough to admit she was broken and hurting others and that she had caused damage and pain that she could not fix. She could not be redeemed. And she is able to say, I will do better, life before death. And it is amazing to watch her go from fickle, annoying, vengeful, and power-hungry Venli to a knight radiant who wants to strive for goodness and keeping people safe and free. She lets her old self die, the ruling part of her brain, the part of her that said, you have to want this, you have to take it, you have to commit. She says, no, I will do better, I will be better, I will want what is better. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination, Venli's arc in Rhythm of War is incredible. She does a fantastic job of challenging herself and defeating the part of her that believes she is unworthy of love, is unable to change, and is unable to be redeemed. And it is incredible. This was such an important part of this book. And I'm afraid what people will miss when reading Rhythm of War is that the depth and length of the book, the intricate details, and the slow, almost at sometimes plodding trajectory of this book was specifically written at its length so that you could understand how long it takes to reach a point of catharsis and transformation. It is a beautiful analogy in a book to show the reader that yes, it takes some time to read and get through the details and you may not be interested in all of it, but when you get to the end, what you get is incredible.
That's what mental health work is like, and that's one of the reasons I love Brandon Sanderson. As you finish listening to this episode, take some time for yourself wherever you are. Take a moment. Park your car in a parking lot. Sit in your garage for a minute with the engine off. Sit at your desk, turned away from your screens, and just think. Think about who you were forced to become because of the situations and scenarios you were put into when you were not strong enough to defend yourself. Maybe it's the biting humor or sarcasm or the way you never tell people your real opinions. Maybe it's the way you avoid conflict at all costs or the way you can never say no and must always say yes when people ask for your help. Maybe that, maybe, maybe those are the things that were so important to your survival as a child or teen or adult. And now maybe you're in a safer place and you can say thank you for what you did for me. But I'm moving on. I'm taking the next step and I swear to be a better person. Thank you for listening to Cosmere Consider. Check out our YouTube channel. Check out our website, our Instagram, and our Facebook. If you have any questions, head to our Facebook. There's a link to the email there. Send me something if you want to talk or look for my posts on Reddit as Praying for Superpower. We'll catch you next time.